What's up, everybody? It's Casey with Two Rolls Podcast, and with me, as always, is the Connor to my Murphy. It's Jake. How you doing, buddy? I'm fantastic, man. How are you today? Oh, not too bad. I was uh, I was working outside for a lot of the day, so I'm still pretty cold down to my bones. But other than that, I'm good. You didn't take a hot shower when you got back? Warm up a little bit? No, nah, I'm going to shower after the gym, so... Or maybe I'll just... Oh, so you're just going to be filthy tonight, huh? Yeah. I might just leave in my own <laughs> filth. Who knows? <laughs> well, anyway, shall we get into some news? Yeah, let's do it. All right. I think you've got, like, twice what I do, so let's do, like, a 2-1-2-1 two, one, two, one sort of thing. Sounds good to me, man. Uh, so, GVK has been delayed again, but only a week this time, so that's, you know, it's better. I, the What they said is, like, oh, we're trying to prep for like the Easter weekend crowd to try to get a little bit more, you know, a little bit more people seeing it that way because it's an extended weekend, which I guess makes sense, but I have a feeling most people are going to stream it, so I don't think it's going to affect things too much at all. So we'll see, though. And then yeah. on that note, there's a new new Netflix Kong series coming out. It's going to be all about Skull Island, and I'm super hyped for that. I love the movie, and, you know, if we get more stuff like that it should be the coolest is that going to be live action no it's going to be an animated series oh okay well that should be fun yeah really hyped for all the kaiju goodies that are coming out this year for sure speaking of new animated things coming out I was talking about that Sonic the Hedgehog show a while back. We finally have a name for it. It's going to be called Sonic Prime, and that's going to drop in 2022. And the little blurb they gave about it is, Sonic's adventure is about more than a race to save the universe. It's a journey of self-discovery and redemption. I don't know if they're if they're kind of you know breaking a little fourth wall stuff there and, and saying redemption for like the franchise but either way sonic prime 2022 i'm pretty hyped for it um is ken penders gonna be a writer like the showrunner on that series or no i hope so i hope he's coming out of <laughs> retirement for this one <laughs> same man that's the only way i'd watch it <laughs> so there's a some new suicide squad stuff that was shown it was like this hbo max showing all the different movies they had some mortal combat stuff in there too but it was just showing like the different you know, the whole squad walking in the rain trying to look cool and like harley eats an apple and then another part where uh john cena says something to idris alba you know like trying to show off all that charisma that he doesn't have and yeah that was about it like i mean there's a lot of people are like you know posting this all over the place and uh, it didn't excite me too much because it really was just walking in the rain and John Cena saying something stupid. So, you know, take it as take it as as you will. Sure. And then uh, this is just something that made me excited. Todd Nock posted his stars concept art for his Star Girl story that's coming out for DC Infinite Number Zero. So I didn't know that was a thing, but his concept art looked pretty good. And it's Todd Nock. Love Todd Nock. He said he decided to try to like mix the tv show stars and the you know like the original stars costume kind of try to you know combine both of them to make his concept so it's exciting it's cool that he's getting to do a star girl 
you know thing and he's getting to do more dc stuff because anytime you talk to him about dc characters he seems to absolutely love them so it's great i'm excited yeah for sure i'll have to look that up i didn't know that that was a thing and i think that his style is perfect for star girl yeah and that fits wonderfully yeah all right so um one new marvel series that's going to be coming out um i actually read this in the back of werewolf by night four this week it was the final issue and it said that taboo and b earl will be back at marvel they're going to be doing a kushala series i don't know if that's how you pronounce it but kushala is an apache ghost rider and sorcerer supreme of the mid 1800s so it's going to be a period piece um you know taboo writing another native american character i i liked his work enough on werewolf by night that i'll probably give this a shot just to see how it is so if that's something that sounds up your alley look forward to that my only thing that annoys me about this is like a ghostwriter and sorcerer supreme at the same time it's like get it come on you're not gonna have both like let there be one sorcerer supreme and let them one be you know one ghostwriter they could team up and do all that type of stuff but otherwise it doesn't make any sense that they'd be both at the same time yeah we'll just have to see how the the concept plays out i yeah. mean those two together sounds pretty overpowered but who, who knows what they're going to do for it yeah but either way i'll at least check out the first issue and see how it is well you'll have to tell us all how you liked it i will so this is probably the dumbest thing i've heard in a while and so like it kind of has me excited to hear you know like to see how it goes you know i think it's going to go terribly um image and skybound are planning a comic con cruise like oh yeah what's the worst thing that we can have right now during the you know pandemic uh comic book conventions and then they're like (laughs) well hold on cruises are pretty bad too like that's right because there's no nowhere for us to go once we get sick and they're like let's do them both and kill everyone that's involved great idea guys (laughs) (laughs) oh man that is truly something that's supposed to happen this year uh that's i mean they're just saying they're planning one out for i think 2021 so we'll we'll see if it ends up happening let's hope it doesn't because my god yeah yeah i really don't see that happening and then on the on the talk of comic book conventions sad news g fest has been canceled due to covid once again i mean it it sucks but like you know you kind of knew it was coming and like the dude that runs the g fest his name's jd i've never met him or i might have met him but i wouldn't know him but he will post on the twitter stuff and he's kind of a dummy and he gets a lot of hate for the things that he will say because like he'll like undermine covid and he'll say all his other stupid stuff and he gets so much hate from people but it's like this is his livelihood he's you know like you're doing this one thing once a year you're trying to make money i get 100 percent why you're trying to play down covid but this is a good move it just sucks for him because that's two years in a row that you're not doing the thing that you build up every year for so yeah that's it's it's really not good for momentum but yeah. i mean what can you do hopefully the people will just come back the next time yeah I'm, I'm hoping like in 2022 when he has it he does a he brings up like all the big guests and you know kind of builds up 
big time because I would be all about that scene you know tons of you know all the different guys that have played Godzilla or Ultraman over the years that'd be fantastic yeah especially with some Godzilla stuff coming out here lately yeah all right so um a little Indiegogo thing that I wanted to talk about for a hot minute my favorite comic book artist um his name's Kenneth Rockefort he is writing and drawing a an original graphic novel and you can back that on Indiegogo right now it's called Groken G-R-O-K-E-N it's just uh I mean he's only shown a little bit of the art but it looks like a really fun sci-fi fantasy graphic novel Kenneth hasn't written before that I know of so this will be you know a pretty exciting first for him but he's worked with like a lot of good storytellers over the years so I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what what he's gonna bring with this thing um, I've seen the two or three covers that uh, that he's advertised for it and man the art is just so good and the colors are amazing I'd, I'm really really excited it's supposed to be just like a mythology kind of like fantasy sci-fi creature that he created called the Groken so nice. I'm looking forward to that um, you let's see I think it's like $25 for uh, just the one or like $50 if you want the A and the, the B cover for it um, so yeah 25 bucks will get you the story I think like the original goal is five hundred dollars, and it's up to thirty-two thousand. So yeah. people are pretty hyped for it, which is great because I want Kenneth to succeed. He is an incredibly nice guy. I've met him several times at multiple shows, and he always remembers me. So uh, great dude, really good storyteller. I I suggest that you all um, back the story if that's your thing. Yeah, does he have a does he have like a a tier or like a thing that you give so much money he'll come to your shop because if if he does, you should try to get that one, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish. Um the highest tier one that he had was like uh you know, he he would do like a commission for you, but uh I I looked at this the day that it dropped and that was already sold out. So Of course it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know which is whatever you know he i i talked to his art rep once and his commission list is backed up like three years or something like that so you know you can only get a sketch from him if you catch him in a show so yeah now anyway i'm excited for him is his colorist going to be the same one that he uses all the time or is it is he doing the colors himself or do you know uh he he did everything himself wow that's pretty cool And, uh, it's too bad man. though. I liked I liked his colorist that he had. Yeah, I know. I know. During the New Fifty Two, it was Blonde, yeah. who is a really good colorist. Um, but man, if you if you look at the the covers that he posted, he he pretty much followed exactly what Blonde was doing. So it it yeah. looks amazing. Nice man. So 
Uh, there's gonna be a Cloverfield sequel that's in the works. This is gonna be an actual sequel. Supposedly, it's not gonna be like the other two where it's like, no, we're using the Cloverfield name, but they're not gonna be really connected or they're kind of connected, but you just see stuff at the end that kind of connects it to the other ones. This one's supposed to be an actual sequel and it's not found footage, so it'll be more like a actual kaiju type movie. Might be neat. Wasn't super hot on the original Cloverfield and I didn't see the other two because I found out that they're not actually giant monster related, so I didn't really care. So I might check this out, the giant monsters in it more. I honestly and, never saw Cloverfield or any of them, so Yeah, like the the first one it's like kinda it's got some funny parts and stuff. Like TJ Miller's in it and he's pretty funny. But like if you get motion sickness, boy, it's a bad time. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, this is something kind of funny that I saw Jeffrey Wright he's going to play Jim Gordon in the upcoming uh, Batman movie he is going to play Batman in a comedic podcast called Batman the Audio Adventures so I don't know what that's going to be about probably about Batman but other than that no idea <laughs> I just heard about today and I'm kind of excited about it I love the like Marvel did the Marvels which was more you know, a more serious podcast but I love the audio dramas, and since this is going to be a comedic audio thing, it should be pretty great, so I'm pretty pumped. Yeah, that sounds cool. I think Jeffrey Wright has a really like unique and cool voice, so that, I, that should be pretty awesome. I couldn't place it, if I'm being honest, but you know, I, I'm hoping he does the raspy well, because that's all he, all he really needs to do, unless he's trying to switch between that and Bruce Wayne. Right. All right, and then the final thing I have, uh, back to Marvel comic news, Jason Aaron is writing a new series in April called Mighty Valkyries, and it will focus on other Valkyries, not just Jane. I, you know, it's one of those things where I'll believe it when I see it, but I heard a rumor today, and this kind of piggybacks off of this. So, the Avengers title right now is doing this whole phoenix thing right like mm -hmm. there's like some kind of tournament and whoever wins gets the phoenix force or something i don't really know but i heard a rumor that jane will be the one to be the new phoenix so that, if that something. happens maybe this mighty valkyrie series will truly focus on other valkyries and i know that he's creating a new Valkyrie for the series too. Yeah. So, you know, who knows? Maybe it'll be interesting. I, you know, I like Jason Aaron a lot, even though I crap talk his Jane stuff often. I know he's a good writer. So like, if this isn't super Jane heavy, it could be really good. Um, and I, I hope that it is. And I hope that it includes like all the Valkyries that, we've had up to this point because a lot of them are super cool characters i just know that this could go south really quickly but i'm definitely going to check it out because you all know i'm a sucker for the asgard stuff so fingers crossed that it's worth reading yeah i hope it is i bet i mean because even though you were complaining a lot about the valkyrie it was still something that kind of had you keep you know you kept coming back for more so either it was like an abusive relationship or you really did kind of like it so it was an abusive relationship. Oh, okay. Well, never mind then. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll see. It is what it is. 
I, you know, I, I probably will read it and just complain about it each episode because would we be comic fans if we didn't? Fair enough, man. That's true. (laughs) So the last thing I have, uh, the Snyder cut is going to drop on March 18th, 2021. And then the trailer is going to drop on Valentine's day this year. So that's kind of exciting. Still four hours long. So I'm going to be watching it in like 30 minute settings, but yeah, I'm kind of excited to see the trailer, even though I think it's going to be the same trailer that we already saw probably. Yeah, I agree. Still wish it weren't a four hour long movie, but whatever. Yeah. I'll get over it. I don't know if I can sit down and do it in one, <laughs> one sitting, but uh, I mean, I hope it's at, good. At one time, didn't you watch... I mean, I'm assuming you watched all of the Lord of the Rings in a day. Yeah, but th- that's my favorite series of all time. So, <laughs> well, what if what if this is, becomes your favorite movie of all time? You don't know. That is not you. You're <laughs> suggesting that this could be better than the Lord of the Rings, Casey. I mean, better than the Hobbit. I'll say that for sure. Okay, well that that's still quite different. <laughs> we'll see how it plays out. <laughs> Alright, well that brings us to the end of the news, so we're going to take our ad break, and when we come back, we will give the comic reviews. So, we'll be right back. Welcome back, thanks for listening to the ad. Casey, which comics did you read this week? So I read Shang-Chi, number 5, Wolverine, number 9, The Department of Truth, number 5, The Kaiju Score, number 3, Nailbiter Returns, number 9, Daredevil, number 26, Dark De- Dark Detective number two, Superman versus Imperius Lex number one, and Batman and Superman number one. What about you, man? I read The Witcher Fading Memories number three, Werewolf by Night number four, Future State Aquaman number one, Future State Suicide Squad number one, Future State Batman Superman number one, and Future State Dark Detective number two. Nice. I'm surprised you didn't read Imperious Rex, uh, Lex, not Rex. <laughs> uh, I wanted to, but we sold out. I gotcha. Alright, well, I will start with uh, the old Shang-Chi. And so this is by Jean Luyen Yang, and Dyke Ruan is on the art, and then Philip Tan does the flashback scenes. And I've been really loving this series. It's like, it's kind of exactly what you want with a Shang-Chi series, because, like, like, I've said this every single time, it's pretty simple. You got a lot of kung fu fighting. They add, they, like, they've done some different things with his, you know, storyline that's like, oh, yeah, this is a little bit different. We're changing up some stuff, but it's it works. It's They're not overdoing it. And then at the very end, like, because this whole time, like, it started off with him, like, working at a, you know, the, the issue ones are with him working, like, in a bakery, and then, like, he goes back to the bakery in this time, and so it has, you know, some closure there, and yeah, it's just really good. I really love this series. The first arc's over, and I'm hoping the series continues. I, I think it will until at least the movie comes out. That's what I'm hoping anyway, but... Yeah, I would give this probably a 8 out of 10. I really liked it. Nice. I'm glad I wrapped up well. I, yeah, I, I, wish, like the, I wish you kept reading it. I know. I know. It's one of those things where I'll get the trade. Um, 
but I did really like what I read of it. And hey, we, we've got that new one coming out almost immediately. <laughs> it's called Legend <laughs> of Shang-Chi, so there will See, be See, I didn't more. even know that was a thing. Yep. I didn't even know that was a thing, yeah. So they're just re- doing the re- the Marvel way of oh, doing the same series. You just know so you they know. are. <laughs> okay. Of course. We can't have a number six. Are you insane? Yeah. No one will know where to jump on. Uh, <laughs> all right. So then I'll talk about Wolverine really quick. Uh, Wolverine number nine. And this is by... Oh, they have like all this build. Okay. Benjamin Percy and then uh, Adam Cooper on the art. And I'm really glad that I just decided to, I decided to start reading Wolverine because I love this character. This is just violent. It's some Wolverine backstory with Maverick, you know, some of that stuff. I do love when Wolverine goes undercover and he just puts a patch on his eye and it's clearly Wolverine. Like, comic book people are just the dumbest people on the planet where they're like, oh, I don't know who this guy could be. It's the same thing as, like, Clark Kent. <coughs> but, yeah, I mean, he just... He, that, that's pretty funny that he deal, you know, does some stuff with Maverick and it you know he's at this big like auction they're selling off this different stuff turns out they're selling Maverick too he's got his mind wiped and then they find out Wolverine's there and they're gonna sell him too and then something crazy happens at the end gets really exciting I love this issue and I'm really happy I'm reading this series and yeah I'd give it a 9 out of 10 like you really should be reading it Jake you'd like it a lot too because it's just violent and awesome well i mean you've sold me with that (laughs) (laughs) it's like i wasn't sure until you said violent right exactly (laughs) now i do love wolverine i i need to just read the first trade and then catch up on the singles real quick yeah you can skip the x10 of swords stuff too because like i was like i'm gonna start reading it and then like you sent me one i was like shoot this is (laughs) that stuff right Okay, I will talk about The Witcher, Fading Memories, number three. Um, This was kind of a filler issue, which is something you don't really want in a four-issue miniseries. But, um, anyway, last issue, Geralt was knocked out by the mayor's guards and put in prison. In this issue, she, the mayor comes and visits him and just, like, lets him out immediately. And he was like, I know there's something shady going on with this mage that you won't let me see. What is it? She's like, I'm not going to tell you. So he uses some detective skills and tracks down somebody that can tell him. And he finds out from this, like, halfling uh, healer guy that uh, this mage is just slowly losing his mind and he can't remember... Like, he he mixes up his past and, like, what's currently happening. And that causes him to, like, create illusions. And that's where all these monsters are coming from. But they're, like, real because mages are powerful in the Witcher universe. So, uh, Geralt makes the mayor go with him to the tower. And he's like, I know the truth about the mage, so you're going there with me. And we're going to, you know, get this settled once and for all. And they get there, and the mayor's like, Mage, it's me, the mayor, your friend, you know, we're here to talk to you. And the mage comes out, and he's like, I have no idea who you are. And that's not good, because she's like, the the person that 
can like keep him under control, I guess. But his mind is so far gone now that he doesn't even know who she is. And that is kind of where it ends. And it'll be concluded next issue. So I guess Geralt may have to fight a mage. I don't know. But it's a perfectly fine issue. Uh, just like a lot of filler and background about the mage that I think they could have done a little bit better. But it was still fine. I'll give it like a 6 out of 10. Nice. Alright. Oh, when you play those games, have you ever had to fight a mage before? Uh, yes. It's, it is pretty difficult. Yeah. Uh, most of the time, though, they put the mages, like, as your allies, because it's one of those things where they really are that powerful in this universe, and it would kind of be not fair. So if you do have to fight a mage, there's, like, a mage on your team that can, like, counter them, if that makes sense. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, my next book was The Department of Truth, and this is by James Tynan IV and Martin Simmons. And so this has got some black hat stuff, which is the bad guy organization in this book. And they talk, you know, they talk with the main character some and all that. And then you see some reptilians in it, which I think is funny because that's one of my favorite stupid conspiracy theories out there. And that's what this whole thing is. If you haven't been reading it, it's all about conspiracy theories. And I'm not going to go into it too much. My dogs are screaming in the background because they don't want me to talk about this because they're like, you'll spoil it. But yeah, it's just one of those books. It's like, it's going to be better if you don't hear much about it. You just go into it kind of blind because it's such an interesting read. And like, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't absolutely love this series, but I really, it's like a strong like, like I wouldn't, you know spend the rest of my life with it but i would go like spend the weekend with it so i'm gonna give it like an eight out of ten <laughs> it's a solid review yeah i mean I, I like to mix it up a little bit uh and then i'll talk about uh kaiju score number three really quick it's by james patrick and rem brew and this is just a, a series i've really been loving the characters are all really cool and you know some some problems happen like uh last issue the, another monster showed up during their heist, so now it's like there's gonna be a full-on monster brawl while they're trying to you know rob this place. So that kind of gave them some problems, and so yeah, they're trying to figure out how to do that, and they come up with a new plan, and then turns out one of the guys with them backstabbed them, and that's how the it, you know the issue ends with that. So like there's some you know a wrench has been thrown into their plans made this whole difficult thing even more difficult but all in all I'm, I'm loving this series like it's just been a lot of fun it's gonna be great collected and since it's supposed to be i think a tv show or a movie since it was like auctioned off before it even came out i'm excited to see that too so i'm gonna give it uh nine out of ten i really loved it nice all right i will talk about werewolf by night number four this was written by Taboo and B. Earl with Scott Eaton on the art. So, um, yeah, final issue. There's like a, you know, Black Widow's there and um, um, Red Wolf. And they're kind of helping uh, Jake, who is the werewolf by night, take down this, you know, big evil pharmaceutical company that's stealing people and doing experiments on them and uh, there's just lots of cool fight scenes between Jake and 
some of these other monsters that have been created here. And, you know, it's the last issue, so spoiler alert, the good guys win. They, they put a stop to this company, but, uh, but one of the big, like, bad guys behind everything escapes, which leaves it open to more, especially because the final panel says the end with three question marks. So, you know, maybe they're going to do more if, uh, if the series sold well, but it was, that was actually an editorial mistake. It was supposed to be exclamation points. It's like, it's the end. (laughs) Stop asking us if we're doing more. (laughs) But, uh, you know, this, this was a cool series. I, I was ready to not like it because it was just not you know hashtag not my werewolf by night but uh (laughs) i ended up liking it the characters were likable the writing was you know good because i i didn't know what to expect out of a member of the black eyed peas but uh but it was solid and uh yeah if, if you guys like werewolf stories or just cool monster fights you know check out the trade i'll give it i'm really excited no huh I was just going to say, I'm really excited for the inevitable Fergie Black Widow series. <laughs> oh, me too. It's going to be Fergalicious or whatever. <laughs> but this was this was cool. I, I give it like I give it like a solid 7 out of 10. Not just this issue, but just the series in general. Nice, man. Okay, so my next one is Nailbiter Returns number 9. This is by Joshua Williamson and Mike Henderson. And so, yeah, this just kind of picks up where the last one left off, and it kind of explains who the big bad is for this series, you know, for this kind of series was, and their backstory, you know, his the backstory that she has with Nailbiter and all that. And it's really cool, And but it was all just kind of like setting up for the next issue, so like that's the one disappointing thing about it. It's still pretty awesome, like there's nothing to not enjoy about this if you've been following this issue terrible jumping on point like if you're like oh casey talked pretty highly about this i'm gonna just give this a read it'd be a terrible (laughs) idea because you'll be like who are these people but other than that it's really good i'd give it a seven out of ten excellent do we okay so what what do you have left for future or like do you just have future state stuff left no i have daredevil and then everything else is future state okay continue all right so I have the King in Black Daredevil tie-in. This is issue number 26, and this is by old Chippy Zadarsky and um, gotta find um, Marco Cicchetto and Mike Hawthorne on the art. And so I was a little nervous about this because I've been loving this series so much, and I was like, a King in Black tie-in. I even like King in Black, but like the tie-ins always kind of like worse than the main series if that makes any sense like there's very you know like whenever like someone has this whole plan out for their series and then they're like oh i have to work in a tie-in issue (sighs) it's never as good and this was kind of the same case like because you're having to you know daredevil in the in the jail trying to deal with the fact that you know he's now in the jail full of people that he's probably beaten the crap out of before and then oh now there's venom symbiotes in the jail too that he has to fight so that was kind of lame, but Elektra's running around being Daredevil, and she is fighting these symbiotes too, and saving people, trying to be a hero, which she even talks about how she normally wouldn't do this, and she doesn't want to do this, but she's trying to, you know, 
make Matt realize that she's trying to work with him. And then you also see Typhoid Mary symbiotic up, and that's awesome. And there's so many awesome things about it. And it's like, like I said, not as good as the non-King and Black tie-in stuff, but the non-King and Black tie-in stuff is like top-tier Daredevil. So this is still awesome. Like this is still a nine out of ten for me. So I'd still recommend it for sure. Nice. All right. So I will talk about Future State Aquaman number one. Um, and where they they always it's like a little scavenger hunt to find the creative team. Yeah. All right. This was written by Brandon Thomas with art done by Daniel Sampier. Okay, so this is all about um, Mara and Aquaman's daughter Andy, as well as um, Aqualad, whose name I'm totally blanking on. Um, gosh, what is his name? I'm trying to think too. I can't remember. You should know this. You uh, watched Young Jackson. Justice. It's Jackson. So, anyway, all about Andy and Jackson. So, we find out that, like, Andy's pretty, like, pretty super powered up, for lack of a better term. Like, obviously, she's the daughter of two heroes, but she's got the water thing. And not only can she communicate with with these, uh, you know, sea creatures, but she can control them, too. And it only happens when she, like, gets angry because she gets in a heated discussion with Jackson and like she's getting worked up and then her eyes start to turn red and then like a bunch of sharks start circling which looks really cool um but then she says you know oh I didn't mean to and she gets upset and she's like I don't like having this power because I don't think it's right for me to control what they do so I think that's pretty interesting and makes the character um you know uh, there, there's lots of room for development there. Yeah. But uh, anyway, they're just like swimming through the ocean and then they, the water like starts to change colors and they realize that they're in a different ocean because they go down uh, underwater to like find something that they recognize, but all the sea creatures are different and they're like alien kind of sea creatures. And they realize that they're just in this like big gigantic uh patchwork ocean and they're uh, they start getting pursued by this giant sea monster and it grabs both of them in its tentacles it looks kind of like the lion turtle from avatar but uh but with like a more monstrous head and tentacles and it grabs them and uh and jackson has a hold of Andy's leg while Andy's in the the sea creature's tentacle and she's like you need to get out of here Jackson I'm sorry and he's like no no don't do it and she like makes a water blade form around her hand and just chops her own leg off to drop Jackson down into the ocean so that he can get away which I thought was absolutely insane if i'm honest Mm -hmm. (laughs) because like how are you going to stop you know uh the bleeding or whatever but anyway jackson ends up getting captured by some alien anyway and thrown in prison and 
he has like this weird uh, I don't know like come to Jesus moment with himself and gets his powers back and starts to break out um, yeah and he's he's like I'm gonna find Andy and we're gonna get out of this so it was a pretty solid issue I really really like the art and the colors especially I am finding who did the colors real quick Adriana Lucas um, huh. but it was I didn't really know what to expect of this but I really liked it so um, easy like 7 out of 10 for me yeah, that, that does sound good, because normally, like, and I've complained about this all the time with Aquaman, it's like, every time I've tried to read Aquaman here lately, it's been like, oh, hey, Casey, you know what you really what you really want to read? Atlantean politics. It's like, get out of here. Right. I don't want to read about your fake politics. Like, when it's just like a fun, swashbuckling story like that, I'm like, that actually sounds exactly what I want from an Aquaman <laughs> book. Okay. Yeah, then, then I think you definitely <laughs> like this one, especially because I think... Um, the characters are really likable and there's lots of room for uh for just like good character interactions and development there yeah nice all right so my next book is superman versus imperious lex and this is by mark russell and steve Pugh. and so basically lex left earth and decided to make his own planet why not make his own planet he just went to his own planet became like this beloved dictator on this planet and the he wants to join the united planets and so then they're like he then which is basically the united nations but with different planets like there's a thanagarian there's a thing of living sand a bunch of other aliens and so like they all just kind of like no we're not gonna let luther and then superman shows up and he tells them what he kind of saw and they're you know in outer space because he went he was flying around outer space and there was these robots that were just basically stealing like going to the outer planets that aren't a part of the you know thing and stealing all of their stuff and then coming back to lex uh lexor which is lex's planet and giving them you know basically bursting their economy you know making their economy great by stealing from all these other planets <laughs> and so then like superman of course stops them and you know saves the day and on lexor though the planet is got a red sun because Lex is smart, and so he goes against him, and you know he fights him. He loses though. Still, like Superman, still beats him. But the people there are like, "Oh, you can't be mean to our ruler. Like you're, you know, you're terrible." And they, so Superman just like, "Well, fine." And he leaves, and he's telling them though, he's like, "Yeah, we need to. I really do think that you guys should give Lex a chance because these people will die if you don't." You know, he's basically just telling him that. And so then they decide to, and then it turns out that since Lois was the deciding vote, she has to actually go and go to Lexor and kind of, like, bring them up to for the planet thing. That's how the issue ends. And it's enjoyable. Like, this is another one of those ones where it's like I didn't hate it, and I didn't really, like, I wasn't overly in love with it or really liked it, but it's like it's also like a solid first issue and it's going to be an interesting place to go from there and the art is really nice so i'm like i'm really interested where it goes like it's one of the, it's not one of those things where i'm like i couldn't care less so i'm like yeah even though this wasn't the best first issue in my opinion i think it's gonna be really cool as it goes on so like for that i'm gonna give it a six out of ten but i think there's a lot of potential there nice i'm glad that you liked it since i 
made you read it. <laughs> yeah, you twisted my arm on that one. <laughs> All right, I will talk about Future State Suicide Squad. This was written by Robbie Thompson, and the art was done by Javier Fernandez, and colors by Alex Sinclair. So, um, let's see, the Suicide Squad team in this is... Uh, Batman, who's actually William Cobb, or Talon, if you guys read anything in the New 52. And then the, quote, Wonder Woman is actually a hypnotic woman in disguise. Then uh, Aquaman is not the real Aquaman, but it's some, like, weird aquatic alien who was known as the Fisherman before. Then there's a Flash who was a, they said that she was a teen titan from Australia called Bolt before this. Uh, Martian Manhunter is actually a Clayface. And then the Superman on the team is uh, Connor. So, um, <laughs> that, That's just got to kind of suck to be Connor. It's like, oh yeah, all of these people that are like kind of bad guys, not really bad guys or, you know, whatever. And then it's like, and then... Superboy, but the not good Superboy, the <laughs> the cologne Superboy. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Like Connor, Connor's definitely the most likable one on the team, <laughs> if yeah. you can imagine. But like their whole thing is they're trying to stop. Um. I don't know this. Uh, well, they're they're actually called the Justice Squad, not the Suicide Squad. Nice. But they're trying to stop this team that is Sinestro, Brainiac, um, the Lady Mongol. Uh, yeah, and I think that's it. And I don't know. There, there's. I don't know. They just show Sinestro with like a bag, and they're like, "We gotta get the bag." So, uh, anyway, there's lots of cool fights. Um, and spoiler alert Batman dies because I guess he dies or has died a lot prior to this series and they keep bringing him back because that's what you can do with Talons but every time he comes back he's like less and less mentally stable so he's just like really off the deep end and dies pretty quick because he won't follow any of Waller's orders um, but anyway uh, Connor takes down Brainiac and as Brainiac is like, like, I don't know. I don't think it's the real Brainiac. It's like an Android type thing, but, uh, Brainiac's like, you're not like these other guys. Like you're actually a hero and, uh, you know, stop, stop being more of a Luther and be more of a Kent. So... Anyway, they all meet back at the Pentagon, which is where they're stationed at, and Waller comes in and, you know, has to show that she's in charge and puts everybody in their place like Waller does. But man, they really push her to be, you know, she's not really ever a hero or a villain, but I, man, I just feel like she's definitely more of a villain in this one. But yeah. Uh, Anyway, Sinestro and all those other guys were part of a team with uh, Black Manta and Peacekeeper. Right, Peacekeeper, that's his name? John Cena? Yeah, John Cena. Yeah. 
All right. Yeah. So anyway, um, Waller just tells them that uh, that the thing that they got from Sinestro is something that's going to help make this perfect planet where heroes won't even be needed because it's just going to be a total paradise, and you know that always works out. Um, but she's like, Connor, if you can't get this team under control, then I'll put you out of commission, and I'll use Task Force Z. And then it shows who that is, and it's actually the crime syndicate that she's just got in like these tubes. And hmm. then, uh, yeah, and then Black Manta tries to kill Peacekeeper, but he can't do it. And Peacekeeper's like, we're the real Suicide Squad. And then it's like a to-be-continued, the Justice Squad versus Suicide Squad. So uh, it was interesting enough. I'd, I'd probably give it like a 6 out of 10. There was a backup featuring Black Adam, but honestly, these backups have been so bad, and I flipped through it, and it didn't look that interesting to me, so I did not read it. So, yeah. Um, anyway, it was neat enough. I might check out the next one if, like, if the week it comes out happens to be a light week. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't know yeah, if it's I anything gotcha. that I really have to, like, go and pick up. Right on, man. Well, all I got left are Batman Superman and Dark Detective. You want to go with Batman Superman? Sure, let's do it. All right. So, initial thoughts. What would you think of it? Also, really quick, this is by Jean, uh, Jean Luen Yang and Ben Oliver on the art. Well, first off, I had no idea that Ben Oliver was doing the interiors. And man, what a gorgeous book. <laughs> right? Um, that's, that's a weird thing that... I don't know if you've noticed this, but it's like... Batman Superman... It's like they somehow, even though the book barely ever matters because it's like, you know, the continuity is always wonky with them, but they always get like just amazing art artists on it. Like, yeah. I don't know how they pull that off, but it always happens. Maybe it's because they don't care about the release dates on them. Sure. But it just seems like it's always that way. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, but overall, man, I actually, I, I thought this was a pretty cool book and I didn't really have any expectations in it, uh, going in, but like, you know, Superman acts like Superman and, Mm -hmm. you know, there's classic banter between Clark and Bruce. I, I think that the, the face changing tech idea is like pretty cool in this futuristic setting and And, you know, Batman's just trying to figure it out and put a stop to it. And Superman's there to help because, you know, people need help. So I, yeah. I thought overall it was a pretty awesome issue. Yeah, no, I, I loved it. And I said this whenever we were talking about what we we're excited about. When I found out Gene Liu and Yang was doing this, I was pumped because he gets Superman. And this just kind of shows that he writes super you know that he just writes superman really well yeah and i really like this i thought it was a lot of fun really cool the only downside to it is like how the heck does superman you know superman super reporter clark kent even like even if he's just oblivious to everything like how does he not know the crap that's going on in gotham i mean heck yeah you know for a fact his Pul- uh, pulitzer prize winning wife is like Hey, honey, over dinner, did you hear all this crazy crap that's going on in Gotham? He's like, oh, I didn't. Tell me about it, honey. And then they would talk about it because, like, there's no way that that's not been news to them. So, like, that's that's like a minor gripe. I agree. But still, it's like, 
at least it, at least and, they bring that up though and kind of make fun yeah. of themselves yeah for sure and other than that though i really really like this issue i i like there's not much wrong with it there's a lot of really good superman moments and i just love superman so that helps yeah the other minor gripe is they they don't say for sure but at the end this guy pulls a kryptonite knife on superman and i'm thinking this is like mega nerd pushing up glasses i'm like that sheath better be lined with lead otherwise superman would know <laughs> you know what i mean I'm, i mean he would have he like, it had to have been because it's like one the lead would have kept the radiation away from you know killing that guy you know yeah. killing him when he had it and also like superman would have felt it as soon as he got in there and been like oh i'm a little queasy here so what you got in that in that sheath you know right so I don't know why he was a Southern lawyer while he was talking to him just then, but that's yeah. how he would have been. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you grade it? I'd give it a nine out of 10. Me too. That's where I'm at with it. I uh, went into it with no expectations and came out loving it. So I will definitely be checking out the rest of it. Yeah, for sure. And all that's left is dark detective. Correct. Correct. Okay, so I'm going to say something. I'm going to kind of tip my feelings about this book already. But do you think it's weird that, I mean, at least to me, with the art and even the backup stories in this these Dark Detective books and the story itself, this feels like the A book, and then the next Batman, which should be the A book with the way they're pushing it, feels like the B book. <laughs> Dude, I, no, I totally get that. Because this is, and, I think this is better in every way. I think it's better. I I think the art's better because like I like probably the first issue's art more because I just really love that art. But that second issue's art I didn't care much for. And this it's like oh yeah we're keeping the same art and it's looking fantastic. And then the backup stories I actually read I read them and I enjoyed them. This one especially. Yeah. But the the grifter the grifters one I was like this is fine. But this one I really really liked in the main story. It's super cool. Mm-hmm. So. Also, yeah, I don't me... know if you noticed, but there are lots of like nods to Akira in this, like with his I mean, motorcycle and stuff, and just the lights. Like, I'll be honest, I've watched Akira once when I was way too young to watch it, so I've not. I would not be able to tell you. Oh, okay. You know. <laughs> well, the scene where he like slides the bike sideways and all the drones are flying at him—that is like, yeah, straight out of Akira, but. I gotcha. Uh, but yeah, Dan Mora is awesome. And the story was pretty mm-hmm. cool. We get some more background on info on Bruce. We get to see him do some detective work because it is the dark detective. And uh, yeah, I, I like it. I, I like watching him trying to figure out like who's behind all of this stuff happening. Yeah. The, the one thing that does annoy me, and I don't know if it annoys you too, but it's like, how far is this supposed to be in the future? And why does Bruce Wayne still look like he's 29 years old? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but other than that, like, no, it's great. I like his roommate. I would read a ser- like a, a mini series with the crazy Santa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, the red hood one I thought was like fine. Um, I, I like uh, I like Rose a lot, Ravager, and yeah. like she she's very likable in this issue. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, this one's kind of just off to see where it's going, sort of thing. 
Yeah, this one, and that one's by Joshua Williamson, and it's art by Giannis Milian. Giannis? Is that how you say his last name? Sure. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, no, I mean, I actually, like, I really liked that. That was really interesting, a lot of fun. Like, a lot of the story is told through the art, which I thought was kind of neat. And this art's not, like, this is art that I wouldn't want to see all the time. But I did still really, really like it. Yeah. So. I think Jason has, like, like if you're going to do Future State Red Hood, I think they nailed the costume. Yeah, for sure. And I, like, I don't know. The only, like, the only downside that I can really see with it is that it seems like, you know, I mean, he's, he's working with the bad guys, which seems very out of character for him. But other than that. I really liked it, and it's going to go somewhere that I'm really interested in, so I'll be honest, Dark Detective for me gets a 10 out of 10. Out of 10. I'll say that. Okay. Uh, I'd, I'd give it probably a 9. The only the only thing is, like, Jason's just a little, like, too broody for me, and I think it's silly that, uh, that the magistrate's like, no masks unless you want to work for me. Yeah. But... Uh, but yeah, still, still an easy nine out of ten. All right. All right. Well, what are you excited for for next week, Casey? That's what I was gonna ask you. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look through the things. Oh, Far Sector number ten. I love. I've been really enjoying that book. Um, hmm. Let's look a little bit more. Uh, I will say. Legend of Shang Chi. <laughs> yeah, I'll give that. I'll give that one a go. And it'd be it'd be funny if it's like, oh yeah, we're ignoring all of these last five issues. They didn't sell enough. We're just gonna go our our own our own way. Right. Uh, then I'll I'll say King and Black Black Knight number one. I'll steal oh, one from you. How could you? All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up what Avengers Mech Strike is though, because that sounds so stupid and so up my alley. Yeah, it it exactly is that, dude. Trust me. <laughs> um. Well, I'll give the honorable mention to Black Knight, and then I will say Future State Harley Quinn because I already talked about how much I like the first issue, and then Man Bat number one. That anytime there's a Man Bat miniseries, I'll probably check it out, and then Star Wars High Republic number two because that first issue was awesome. Now, is the Man Bat Future State, or is it just going to be its own? thing nope it's its own thing as far as i know there's no like future state thing attached to it nice all right well casey are you ready for some trivia let's do it all right what is the name of the offshoot of shield originally led by abigail brand that deals with extraterrestrial threats sword it is sword True or false, Captain America was only married one time, and it was to Sharon Carter. I don't know that one. I'm going to say true. It's false. Cap was never married. Okay, I was going to say, if he was married more than once, he's not my Captain America. (laughs) (laughs) What is the name of the agency that Norman Osborn creates to replace S.H.I.E.L.D. when he becomes director of the organization? What what, Was it Hammer? It is Hammer. Cool. The Legion of the Unliving are initially created by what longtime Avenger foe? 
It is Kang the Conqueror. Mm, okay. All right, and finally, who kills Loki during the events of the siege? Uh, the Void, right? No. It is okay. Sentry. That's the Void, dummy. Come on. <laughs> well, the card says Sentry, so take it up with Marvel. <laughs> I will, because I'm, I'm about positive it was <laughs> technically the Void, because he was all evil at that point. Right. Okay, so the, uh, the answer to last week's question that I extended to the audience... So the question was, throughout much of the 1970s, Captain America shared top billing in his comic series with what other superhero? We had one person chime in, and they were correct. Casey, do you know the answer? Uh, it would be Falcon. It is Falcon. So, I was going to say something stupid. be like, it was Spider-Man. <laughs> but. So congrats to Edna, who got that one correct. And then here's the next one. Who briefly took the mantle of Captain America from Steve Rogers before becoming U.S. agent when Rogers reclaimed his role? If you've been paying attention to the series, you'll probably know, or the series, this podcast series, you'll know the answer, but uh, we'll come back to that next week. If you think you know, then uh, shoot us a message and we'll find out. Well, buddy, you ready for a Fantastic Four? I am. All right, so this weekend, me and my sweet boo thing watched uh, the movie The Little Things, and I was really excited about this movie because the trailers looked awesome, the cast was awesome, had your favorite Jared Leto in it, and I was like, this is going to be so cool. And so we watched it the first hour. I'm like, this is awesome. And then like the first hour and a half you know then like an, another half hour goes by I'm like this is great I'm loving this movie hon what do you think of it she's like I'm loving it too it's cool and then the ending happens and we both were just like man that sucked <laughs> so give me four t- four times that like a comic started and you're like yes and then it ends and you're like oh, dang it okay so I will say cry for justice slash rise of arsenal I I think that that started out pretty neat, but then by the end, most of the characters were out of character, and the things that happened to certain characters were just all around terrible. So, mm-hmm. uh, next I'll say Flashpoint. Like, I read the trade of Flashpoint, not all the tie-ins. It started out fine, but at the end, it's just like, why did this need to happen? Um. Batman the Widening Gyre. You know, it's Kevin Smith's outing with Batman. Uh, It starts off just fine, but then by the end he's like abusing his girlfriend and urinating himself. So, (laughs) not great. And then Secret Invasion. Uh, Pretty awesome concept in my opinion. It's just by the end it kind of fell short and... They've tried to, to do similar things, and it just doesn't really work out. So those are my four answers. Those are all really good choices. Like Cry for Justice is kind of the first one that came to mind for me because it was one of those ones that, as I was reading it, uh, just in the regular single issues, I was super into it. I, first issue, I was like, yes. Second issue, I was like, yes. And then third issue, again, all about it. 
about about the fourth fourth issue though i was like something just kind of switched and it turned to garbage and i don't know what happened the creative team is better than that so i don't really know why and then I, I by the end of it i was just hate reading it and i hate doing that especially for james robinson who i now love uh and then the other one that really comes to mind is blackest night for me i loved jeff johns at that point in my life i was like i was all on the jeff johns train and then this that's what soured me on it it was just like this big you know amazing thing and then like it starts off super cool and it ends just super trash and just really left me upset and <laughs> haven't been able to look at Jeff Johns the same. That's funny. That was the official turning point. So that's what I'd have to add to it. I don't have two more, which I guess is a good thing. Right. All right. Do you have a would you rather? I do have a would you rather. So today's would you rather is would you rather have cooking powers, which the cooking powers is basically you can cook anything you want and you're also such a great like you can decide on what you want the the cooking to do so if you want to like blow my mind literally blow my mind up you can because that's how the powers work (laughs) okay or would you rather have flame powers Ooh. all right i mean i can't even think of a good questions that will help me decide on the cooking powers thing. So, like, I, I don't know. Give me something to go on there. Yeah, that's fair. I, I would say the more you use this power, the more something happens. That's a really good hint. Okay. And then with the fire powers, can I put myself back out? Yeah, you can, for sure. Okay. Can I control, like, the output and whatnot of the fire? Yes to that one also. Hmm. I feel like I might have to go with firepower. Is that your final answer? Yeah. I'm going to say firepower. One thing you didn't ask is, are you flame resistant? And the answer is no. So you're in constant pain every time you try to light up and use your powers. (laughs) Okay. What was the downside to cooking? So basically, what the downside of cooking is, every time you use it, you turn more and more into Guy Fieri. <laughs> oh gosh, well then I definitely chose wrong. I know, man, you'd be going straight to Flavortown. Man, that's where I want to be all the time. <laughs> Alright guys, well that brings us to the end of the episode, so... For the closing plugs, if you would, please go to facebook.com slash podcast and give us a like... You can also find us on Twitter at two underscore worlds underscore PC and on Instagram at two worlds pod. You can also email us at two worlds podcast at gmail.com. And if you haven't already, why don't you give us a review of five stars wherever you're listening to this. And if you type out a review, we will, we'll read it. We'll give you a little shout out on the next episode. And we'd love to stay in chat, but we've got to kill some Russian mobsters and some Italian mobsters, and just some mobsters in general. Bye, guys. (laughs) Bye, guys.